All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Greetings and welcome to episode 425 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I am your host, again, back again, by popular demand, no doubt, uh, for uh, yet another episode. Uh, I am Mark Anthony Cave, better known as Marcus Almighty on the board. With me on this episode are my two partners in crime. We, of course, have St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie. And we also have uh, 69th Blizzard, Mr. Ken Keenan. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm not back by popular demand, though. Just back. Oh, <laughs> Just <on>. back. <laughs> we're, we're all back by popular demand. And, of course, you, you notice that we are short a member tonight. Uh, Mr. Julian Gill is attending to some family things, so cannot join us today. Uh, and we wish him well with whatever he is out there doing. And uh, we will we will keep the, the ship sailing in your name, my friend. So... Today, we have quite a few things to talk about, uh, and hopefully there will be things that, will, that are of interest to you out there. They usually are, because, you know, you're, you're always here to listen to our fantastic take on things. So uh, we, we will, we, I'm sure this week will be no different uh, when it comes to this. Now, before we get to the new segment, just out of curiosity, since it's a habit that I have of doing this, is anybody got anything new that they bought, KISS-related, yay or nay? No, not this no, nothing new because they haven't offered anything new. Um, yes, I just that is yeah. That's just, the only thing I bought is some other bands, you know, music. So that's ah yes. Yeah. He did message me earlier saying that he bought some new Yes uh, material for oh. his collection. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, hey, it's it's it's. Let me just put that out there. It's okay to collect other things besides Kiss if you're a Kiss fan, you know. Right. Exactly. Like look at Lonnie; he has a fantastic GNR collection. I do. You know, and uh, you know Ken has many other things in his collection as well. I know Leonard Skinner and other things, and I have a bunch of things: Bowie, Rush, so on and so forth. So, yeah. don't be ashamed of collecting other things, you Kiss fans. If, okay. If, if so, I'll just say, if if the Cincinnati Bengals put out an album, uh, Lonnie would buy it. Yeah. Ah, could you imagine pre, that? Pre-order it. <laughs> yeah, you pre-ordered even. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals sing the hits of Guns N' Roses. The old old <laughs> wow, that'd be a... They play in the jungle. A classic. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Fantastic. Now, since we're talking about vinyl, let's get on to our news segment uh, of the episode. Uh, first on the tidbit is Revenge Vinyl has shipped. I'm sure this has made quite a few people uh, happy, namely my two friends here, with me in this episode uh i know mr lonnie here is a huge fan of the revenge album lonnie what is your reaction to hearing that it has shipped i'm just glad it shipped you know i mean we we got delayed but um it is on its way so i have a tracking number and everything so patiently or not so patiently awaiting its arrival so so are, are um, you following it by like every city block like i'm looking it up right now it says <laughs> on its way estimated due date is uh is uh, August 20th. 
So Saturday. That's two days, right? Which is good. I'll be home. Yeah. I won't sit on the front porch and in the heat, so I'll be able to grab it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't like want a puddle of like silver mud, you know. <laughs> I've, I've had to. They they did deliver one of them. One of them came, and like my wife works from home half the time, like three days a week, and she goes in the office or stays home two days a week and goes in three days a week. She's kind of hybrid now that we're, you know, getting a little back to normal around here. It was a hot summer day, and one of them got delivered. One of my buddy's wives is a teacher, lives in my neighborhood. I go, Jamie, you got to come by and get this for me before it melts. <laughs> go, get, go pick up that package. She did. <laughs> nice. Good, good. See, that's what neighbors are for, helping right. out the fellow KISS fan, right? Uh, Mr. Ken Keenan, what are your thoughts on the uh, revenge being shipped, and are you awaiting the record yourself? Yeah, I'm awaiting it. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, I'm a sucker. I bought it, uh, so... <laughs> Added to my, you know, my Kiss vinyl <laughs> collection. So um, another Kiss. I don't, you know, I don't have a, a lot of Kiss vinyl uh, for a Revenge. I have a few, uh, but <laughs> I have a lot of Kiss vinyl. That's how this vinyl is like stacked up behind you. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Reve- as of Revenge, so Re- okay. Revenge hasn't had a okay. lot of uh, repressings and stuff. So um, I, you know, I have a number, a small number, but uh, yeah, just another one adding. To the list but uh yeah it's cool it'll it'll be something different great i mean i haven't ordered it yet myself mm-hmm. mainly because i am uh preparing to pay a rather big property tax bill this month but once it's done um, <laughs> i will think i think i'll be sitting okay to grab a copy and i don't think it's sold out i don't think so no. uh, i think i can still grab a copy and uh have it sent to me maybe it won't take that long that they're actually shipping so uh <laughs> that's that's good news for us people who collect vinyl now, speaking of good news, for all you viewers out there living in Australia, the lovely Australia, you know, I, I one day hope to grace your shores with my presence and uh, check out some of the fantastic places over there. But you shall be expecting Kiss, or actually they have arrived in Australia from what I understand. So after a long, long wait, Kiss have finally arrived in Australia to perform their leg of the farewell tour the end of the road tour uh are you guys surprised uh did you think there would be something else delaying them again did you think something would happen knowing kisses luck let's go around the table with that ken are you surprised they've made it i'm not surprised they made it because they made it to a lot of you know europe and so on and uh it's you know it was it's the third time kind of maybe the third time's a charm or something like that i don't know how many times they've been uh, delay. It may have been more than that, actually. I don't know. I can't remember now. But uh, yeah, it's good they finally they're finally getting there, um, and uh, they'll they have a number of you know dates, sold out dates. I think there um, that they're going to be playing. So I think the Australian fans will be very happy to finally see them again. Lonnie, what do you what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it's. I'm happy for all of our friends in Australia that it's finally happening. You know, I, I think it got delayed originally, like in 19. I think they were supposed to go there in 19, but Paul got sick or something like that, and they ended up not going. And then, and then those dates were rescheduled, and then COVID, and then COVID again, and then maybe even COVID again. For all I, mm. what I remember, it, it seems like these dates have been pushed off three or four times. Um, so I'm happy for. Um, the Australian Kiss fans, because you know this, I, I, we've we've talked on the show about them extending this tour, but I can't imagine them extending it to go back to Australia another time. 
but who knows? But so, I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you live in Australia, you really have to say like, okay, this, this is really it. We're not going to get another chance for them to come down here. Um, with as much, with as much as this had been delayed with, you know, the Gene and Paul being in their seventies, they are on this, this end of the road tour for three years now. I, I don't see them coming back again. So, um, Hence why these these shows are selling out. I mean, fans are like, you know what? I'm 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 going to take advantage of this opportunity because this this really is it. That's that's absolutely true. I think that uh, the the people in Australia are going to be ex- extremely excited that Kiss have finally made it onto the shores. And you know, maybe if they're lucky, they might be able to get graced by one of these fantastic little small rubber boat or dinghy shows that they did like last time. Remember when they were on there, they did that yeah, little small, that that was sharks. fantastic. I, I know that that was uh, high on the list for people to check out. So uh, <laughs> hopefully they'll grace the Australian fans with another repeat performance on a little small boat like that. I, I'm sure that it'll go over huge like last time. Now, <laughs> speaking of uh, attractions in Australia, uh, it has come to my attention that Mr. Gene Simmons is to be uh, pr- present at a match day of football slash rugby uh, pr- uh, game in front of 90,000 people for the Carlton versus Collingwood game. So any of you people who are out in Australia and are rugby fans, uh, if you're hoping to see Gene Simmons, maybe, I don't know if they televise these things on uh, well, Australian sure television, yeah. uh, but you might get a chance to see Gene Simmons live and in person and hey and if you're a rugby fan and you're going to be intending there then maybe you might be uh, able to cross paths with mr gene simmons there maybe you'll catch him coming into the building or leaving the building so uh yeah any any of you guys rugby fans and uh you know if you were in australia would you check it out let's go to lonnie first i'm not a rugby guy but you know i don't know i if i was in australia i'd check out a rugby game i'd be interested in that anyway i think you know It'd, it'd, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to attend. Well, but would, would would your fandom though lure you there just for Gene Simmons, or is this just something like, nah, I've already with seen ninety thousand people? No. <laughs> that sounds like torture, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people for a game. I, mean, I don't think we're used to those kind of numbers in, in in both in the U.S. and Canada. I mean, I know maybe college football might have huge numbers, but right. you know. That's a, that's a lot of people for a game. What about you, Ken? Would you make it out to such an event? Probably, probably not. I mean, I, I've I've caught rugby on you know occasionally you see it maybe on ESPN or whatever it's out there, and I'll I'll just watch a little bit of it because I find it kind of interesting. Where <laughs> I still don't understand it because uh, I haven't really mm. watched enough. Uh, but it, it, I find it kind of strange after watching regular, you know, NFL football, um, which I really enjoy more. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's a different sport. Um, and the football is kind of a little bigger and fluffier kind of thing. And um, it's interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think I would end up going to one of those games. Um Full disclosure, I do watch a lot of uh, Rugby 7 matches here in Canada. They have It's pretty popular here yeah, okay. on Canadian television. So I do watch it. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm an expert in the game or anything like that. But, you know, I, I do enjoy watching it. Uh, it's usually here on CBC, our Canadian broadcasting systems, our Saturday sports segments. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind watching it. So uh, interesting game. And if Gene Simmons came here to Canada for that, you, know, you never know. Maybe I might venture out but most likely not so um before we get on to our topic 
we have a few comments that we'd like to get read out for our fantastic viewers who left for our last episode. Last episode was, of course, our studio death match album match between uh, it was Just a Kill and Rock and Roll Over. Yeah. And uh, I believe Lonnie has a couple for us to read from the last episode. Yeah, so we had um, some good ep- we had some good comments. We get a lot of comments on on the YouTube channel. And uh, Bill Phelps wrote, "Great show! I was looking forward to this one as Dress to Kill is my favorite Kiss album, and Rock and Roll Over is my second favorite. Hmm. The only differences in my choices are She over Ladies Room and Rock and Roll All Night over Calling Doctor Love. Tough." Because I like every song on both albums, it and when uh, when we drew the when we drew those one versus the other, I think we were all like, mm, "That is going to be tough." Because I think, you know, being part of the original six albums, I think we we were every one of us was like, "Oh, that is going to be tough." Because I really don't dislike any songs on either one of those albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wolf of Nature, he also had a nice comment. He said, "Thanks for sharing my comments. Always love the show, even when I disagree completely." Overall, I prefer Paul's songs from Rock and Roll Over and Gene's songs from Dress to Kill. Mm-hmm. However, it is Come On, Love Me that is my favorite track from both. Two very good records overall. And I think we agreed with that uh, last week, even though I didn't join until the last two minutes of the show. But um, <laughs> we, did, we did agree that both albums are, are fantastic. And, um, you know, really, really tough to pin one versus one versus the other. Absolutely. I, I, I thought there was going to be more of a complete landslide, but, you know, it didn't do so badly, actually, Dressed to Kill. I thought that it held up pretty well uh, compared to Rock and Roll Over, and uh, some of the songs that I thought would pass did pass, so th- that was that was a good thing. But I, I would be amiss if I didn't add one more little comment to this. That's from Charles Bronson here, <laughs> who says, Thanks for the mention, guys. You know I'm always a big fan of the Mark Is's, but I'm also a big fan of Bob Ezrin, so wow. I know there's a conflict of interest there. But also, thanks for mentioning my greatest film, Ken. But you know I've starred in many other great films, such as The White Buffalo, ha, 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 cheers. So thank you to yeah, Charles Bronson. <laughs> yes, we, we're big fans of your Death Wish movies. So thank you for watching and for uh, commenting on there. And of course, you know, I appreciate the, the kind words about myself and uh I don't appreciate the Bob Ezrin comments, but we'll do that for another time. So uh, now we're going to move on to our main topic of today. And it's a topic that I don't think anybody's going to be too surprised about because we've been talking about these type of things over the last couple of episodes. And that is we're going to discuss just, you know, not the whole episode, but for a good part of it, the, the soundboard leaks that came out for the Creatures of the Night that came out there was about five fantastic shows that came out there mm-hmm. uh there was a toronto show there was a sioux falls show there was a uh, geez a, there's a couple of texas Rock, el paso rockford, rockford illinois mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot of great shows that were out and uh, sent out there now i believe that us on the panel here we have these leaks am i correct in assuming that lonnie you have these leaks <laughs> yes yes and can you have them too, right? I do. I actually yes. downloaded that one. Okay. So uh, I, I I had them as well. I, I listened to them. In fact, I made it a, a ritual that every day when I went out driving to go, whether it was to pay bills or whatever it was, I took one, put them on my little iPod, and put it in the car and listened to the whole thing top to bottom. So I've got to the, all, all, all of them. I think I'm on the last one, actually. But 
they're really good. They are soundboards, legit soundboards. I hate it when people say, oh, you have a soundboard, and it's all like, <sighs> like it's not soundboard at all, <laughs> right? Uh, these are definite soundboards. Uh, they sound pretty decent, and, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy them. But before, you know, uh, we get too deep into the nitty-gritty of it, uh, what were what were your takes on it? How did you uh, did you were you surprised at the quality of them? Did you think that they were better than you expected? Let's start with Lonnie. They were better than I expected. Um, you know, we had heard for years that there really is nothing, mm. just nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that we also just came because if, if you hear something enough, no matter what it is, somebody tells you something enough, you know, it's just kind of like you know media consumption. If, yeah. if you hear something enough, whether you believe it or not, the first time you keep hearing it over and over and over again, it's just human nature that you start to believe it. So for me, and I think for a lot of Kiss fans, like I said, oh, well, you know what, that does make sense. You know, in 1982, you know, in the Creatures tour, they they didn't have a lot of money, they weren't selling very well. So I would, I, I guess that there isn't a lot out there that we, you know, we just we just came to accept that that, that it is what it is. Um, so I was surprised that, that there was um, shows like this out there of the quality of, of, of this quality. So I, I was I was very surprised and, and very happy. I was like, wow, it's, this is this is something I, I really thought I'd never hear or ha- or have. So yeah, it was great. Absolutely, Ken, your thoughts? Yeah. Uh... Unlike Lonnie, where yeah we we yeah, we were told there's nothing, so I thought, oh, I guess you know that that tour was so bad they didn't even attempt <laughs> recording a soundboard, um, and you know because that tour was cut off short too, um, but uh, yeah I mean it was nice to discover these that they they they're out there some are out there and the quality of them are uh, surprisingly decent. Um, and I think one of them, for me, stands out above the others that I thought was really, really, really good. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to uh, see they're out there. And then, it, you know, there's hope then, I think, for other tours. Since we thought this tour, there's nothing. That there's some other tours out there that probably have at least that many or, or more good soundboards mm-hmm. that they could, you know, eventually release. Or, or leak, whatever you want to you know, <laughs> however it comes out. Yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure. I mean, you know, the, the funny thing is you were mentioning that how we were always told that there was never any of these things available from this tour. The, the interesting thing is that there are two uh, releases out that talk about KISS in, in a touring capacity, like the Kiss Alive Forever book, for example. And in there, if you look at there, when they show the, the dates that were played, I looked up those dates on the book, and mm-hmm. even in there, it said that the only source uh, that's available for listening are audience recordings. So even yeah. they didn't have written down that there was any soundboards done. So these must have been kept really under wraps from mm-hmm. people. Uh, and you know, we're lucky now that they're starting to come out and uh, you know have us enjoy them, right? Mm-hmm. So um, let, let's just before I start with the questions that we have written down for here. Are any is there any one of them there that uh, you particularly liked better than the other? I mean, for me personally, I I was very pleased with the, with the Toronto one. Being that I'm from the Toronto area, I was very anxious to hear that one, and I thought that was a fantastic show. Uh, Ken, what are you, is there one that stands out more than the other to you? Yeah, the one I liked, I enjoyed, is the 
uh, Rockford, uh, I guess, Illinois, New Year's Eve. Mm. Um, I thought that one sounded, uh, yeah, Toronto one sounded great. Um, to me, just to my ears, it, it sounded, I liked the sound better on that one. Um, it's, you know, it's just surprisingly, again, you know, pretty, pretty good quality. Um, it even beat, you know, beats these other soundboards they've already released a couple of them, I think. Hmm. Lonnie, was the one that stood out for you? I agree with kind of that the Rockford one was was the best um, to my ears, anyway. Um, Tor- Toronto did sound good, and, you know, but I, I thought Rockford was 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 excellent. I thought, you know, it's just just all of it really. It was just so I was just taken back by it. It was it was tough to really separate one from the other because I was so just shocked that of what I was listening to that that had been this quality just under wraps for that long mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um you know it, it's it's exciting that it's out I know there's some people that aren't happy that it's out <clears throat> but um yeah. you know <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to yeah. that well, 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 that's, that's <laughs> yeah uh, so with that said, with that fine sort of uh, introduction that Lonnie just gave you there, let's get to the main beef of the discussion here. So there was another uh, respectable podcast that was out that did a little segment about the soundboards and the effect that they felt they had on the industry and more importantly, the KISS market and industry itself. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about what we feel these sort of leaks will have in terms of an impact on KISS and their market. Do you think, for example, that these leaks will have any sort of a crippling effect on KISS and their sort of, you know, future sales? I mean, the big thing that they were saying was that, well, you know, if these things get keep getting released, then any hope for any future deluxe things are not going to happen. Because you know you're you're not just crippling Kiss, but you're crippling you know all these other people that work at pressing plants and work at this and work at that. You know, I understand that people are not happy that these got leaked. Some of these people, but let's wake up here. These pressing plants that are pressing these deluxe editions, I got news for you. They're not just pressing stuff for Kiss. In fact, they're pressing many many different band stuff. And me being a person who's, you know, just a lowly little guy who's waiting for a hundred copies of a record, you know, I I have to wait like eight months for my albums to come because they are so backlogged with business from other bands that need stuff pressed. Believe me, you know, those people aren't crying if Kiss doesn't do another deluxe box set. Sure, we will, you know, <laughs> but these people are not going to be hindered by any means, you know, by if something like that happens. I mean, you know... I think that's going a bit overboard, guys, that you think that they're going to have some huge impact on it. All the people that they mentioned, like, you know, marketing people and stuff, they, they don't, they're not just there for KISS. They're here for dozens of other bands and work for lots of other bands and do other things all the time. It's not like if KISS stops and the whole musical world stops, you know, as much as we want to believe that, baby, but it's not true. What do you, what do you think, Lonnie? Am I, am I off the kilter here or what? No, I think you're right on because... Not only that, not not only are our vinyl pressing plants backlogged, and you know they're 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 not waiting like 
being awarded a kiss contract like oh good we're going to work the next couple of months because we had because we're able to press the new the next kiss deluxe album or something like that but not only that but also i mean i i use my brother as as an example a lot of the time like um i consider my brother to be like an average kiss fan. he has all the albums he has all the albums and he loves kiss he, he's the reason i am a kiss fan and he and he's I consider him more than the average Kiss fan because he does own all the albums. He has you know the the Kiss the Kissologies and, and things like that. He's more than the average Kiss fan. But he is not on the internet downloading these creatures things <laughs> or even asking me about these. He's not, and he's he and I call him an above average Kiss fan. I mean he's 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 seen the band. I don't, not as many times as I have, but he's seen him more than 15 times. How about that? So he, he's more than just your average kiss fan. He's seen him every time they've come through St. Louis since I was 12 years old. He's 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 a big kiss fan, but he's not he's not downloading. He he doesn't care about a show from Rockford from 1982, and he's not like clamoring me, Lonnie. Do you have this? I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll bring over my iTunes. You know you can, can will you share it with me? He's not even asking me about that because he doesn't care. He doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know it's out there. I don't even bring it up to him because I know he doesn't care. So I, I think that while while we talk about this kind of stuff, because I consider him here as a Kiss fan, but we're like up here. We're on a like, people who listen to this show, people mm-hmm. who are recording this show. I think we're on another level of even just the above average or above average kiss fans I don't, I don't like the way that sounds because kiss fans like to rank each other <laughs> kiss fans do like to rank each other come on everybody like i mean i mean we'll we're not like elite episode. no yeah. no they do but i i think but it's crazy he's, he's, he's a i'm you're, you're a super fan if you're watching this show on a on a weekly basis you're an even more super fan if you're recording this show on a weekly basis but but i consider him a pretty big fan he doesn't care but you know what and a, but he is excited about the, oh, there's a Creatures Deluxe box set coming out. Oh, I'll check that out. He'll go check that out and buy that. But he's not interested in all in, in all these in, in leaks and things like that. And you know, I, I just think it's a small niche of KISS fans that are really, really downloading all this stuff and just sucking anything up that Sam Loomis or anybody else puts out there just immediately. Like, oh, my gosh, I got to have this. I got to have this. Yeah, are there a lot of people doing it? Sure. But it's not like the masses are just eating this stuff up. That's that's not true. Because yeah. I can I can I can point out I, I, I always use my brother's an example, but there's other KISS fans out there that I can go ask, Hey, did you hear about this? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I mean when you when you mentioned that it reminded me of one of my friends. I've mentioned him before, Ted. He's a huge Kiss fan. You know, he had unmasked plaque on his wall, like the poster that came with it. And, you know, he was a diehard. And I, and I remember mentioning it to him once online. You know, hey, did, did you hear about these things? And he was totally oblivious to what I was talking about. What are you, about? you know, I was like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean soundboards from the creature? What do you talk? You know, exactly. They, these people, um, how to put this without making it sound like, egotistical like these people have lives you know what I mean? like they're not like us you know they don't they don't exactly, sit yeah. there waiting for uh waiting for you know the next leak to come out there you know they have families some of these people these people you know have maybe afternoon jobs or nighttime jobs so they're not up all the time or they have off hours where they're not you know able to watch even the these kind of podcasts so you know i don't think that 
people are waiting by their computer like some people are like come on for a leak like sure i i was hoping for some stuff to leak out but you know i don't think the numbers that they're expecting or what they're envisioning i think they're a little overblown in my opinion ken i, I didn't i'm not bypassing you my friend no, i, I just wanted to get that out there no. so go ahead with your thoughts no uh <clears throat> and i agree with both of you guys and and uh not everybody is out there on Facebook and on and and all the Kiss fans are not on Facebook. They're not on the Kiss FAQ looking for the latest news every day or anything like that. They don't even know it exists. I mean, uh, where you get this information that that these downloads even happened. Um, so yeah, it, we're a small segment of fans. Because let me tell you, there's not a lot of fans. I, I doubt, I don't know what the traffic is. Probably Julian could tell us, but it's probably not. It's probably the same group of fans that visit the Kiss FAQ. And then it's the same goes probably for Kiss FAQ, uh, Kiss Facebook sites and, and that sort of thing. You know, it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. Um, it's, it's not going to hinder sales. I think most of it, we're, we're so into Kiss. We're gonna buy it in any way. We buy things multiple times, <laughs> over and over, and and they're gonna have other good stuff. If if the soundboards were meant to be on it, on this uh, creature set, and for some reason none of them get on there or one or you know whatever, um, I'm still gonna get it. I'm still gonna buy it because I know there's gonna be other great stuff on there. They're probably gonna have you know similar to destroyer extra tracks the 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 you know the press kit maybe a posters other other stuff so you know it's just ridiculous i mean i like lonnie's point about his brother it's a very good example about uh you know he's a he's a big kiss fan he's a big time fan but he's not he has a life And doesn't yeah, and and doesn't have time for this other stuff to be you know looking at this all the time to try to find these little nuggets. It came out. It is. It is what it is. As for the pressing plants, they're going to continue to the next project. The people, the designers that design the you know box sets and the the scripting and all that kind of stuff, pictures where they put the pictures in a book. If there's a book mm-hmm. included, they're going to go oh. If they cancel it, they're gonna get in a, They're gonna continue and go to the next project. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, everything. There's so much stuff coming out. I don't think anyone is in jeopardy of, of losing their job or anything like that. Can Can you bring up an excellent point? But we're Kiss fans. We're gonna buy it anyway. <laughs> I mean, I, we opened the show talking about oh that revenge revenge color is coming out. <laughs> another copy. I've owned revenge for thirty years, but I'll buy another copy of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Pretty soon, Ken, our love guns are going to be coming too. That's that's right. How many copies of love gun do I have? It's kiss. And <laughs> too they many. know it. They, they they know they know their audience. They're gonna buy it anyway. The kiss fans will buy it anyway. If I put out Gene Paul, no. If I put out something that has a kiss logo on it and I sell it on Kiss Online. Those fans are going to buy it anyway. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the very best of Kiss. That was the 20th anniversary of the very best of Kiss. We all bought copies of the very best of Kiss when it came out. But you know what? We had every song on it. (laughs) Exactly. But we all bought it. And the very best of Kiss sold very well. 
Why? Because KISS fans are gonna buy it because it's another KISS product. And the super KISS fans, whether you're an uber fan like Gus, whether you're a, a big time fan like my brother, you know, maybe he won't get the super deluxe creatures of the night box set, uh, but he'll still get a, a version of it. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Kiss, the, the Kiss fans are going to buy the Kiss products. And Gene and Paul know this. Why else did they put out all this crap all the time that has a Kiss logo on it? And if you put out exactly. a good enough, if you put out a, a decent product that has a lot of good things in it, you know, and is designed well, people are going to come in. They're going to, you know, they're going to buy it. If it's worth worth the cost, they're going to buy it. Yeah, this is why I found that one comment a little head-scratching was when this when this other uh, re- reputable show said that, you know, I know for a fact that this has affected already uh, future releases. I'm thinking to myself, that is, can't be, okay? That can't be possible because, like we just said, that this is not affecting these places that are doing these things. We just said this now. The three of us have just said the exact same thing. There are lots of things that are going on. Lots of bands are doing boxes. I mean, every time I go on, because I, I follow like a lot of these different channels that do, uh, do reviews on box sets and different things like that, and even do uh, videos about upcoming ones to what, what look out for. I'm telling you, there are a shitload of deluxe editions from bands all over the world and bands that have been long retired that are doing ones. You know, I mean, I have a whole shelf full of King Crimson, you know, box sets, deluxe editions, and they're still making stuff all the time. You know, he's making it sound like these places wouldn't be in existence if Kiss didn't make anything, which is a complete pile of crap because there's hundreds of bands that are fueling this market and keeping it going. I mean, vinyl for the first time has sold more than CDs in a God knows how long. I mean, it's going good, the whole business. It's getting back on its feet, you know? And like we said too, while there's a lot of us here that are into a diehard, we are just a small segment of the whole music business and the music industry in itself. One thing I'd love to do, and I know that this would never happen, but I'll get to you in a second, Lonnie, is that, is that, uh, the, go to the upcoming Australian concerts that are coming out. Stand, I'd love for some guy to stand outside and, you know, not everybody, obviously, but audit like the, every 10 people that come out. What did you think of the KISS soundboards? I guarantee you, <laughs> I think I have, what? 95% are going to say, what, what the are hell those? are you talking about, mate? They're, what they're soundboards? They're going to think the, uh, maybe the, 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 the ones they've already released, you know, officially, yeah, yeah, they're not creatures. Yeah. yeah. Some of those people want to... They're, they're going to think about off the soundboards, and a lot of those people won't even know what the hell you're talking about. You that's off the that's true too. Exactly. So this is, this is what I'm saying that you know, we are a very bubble sort of market here for this, but we're loyal and we buy it. And obviously, there's enough of us buying it that they see it's you know worth doing. And I don't care what anybody says; these leaks are not going to hinder that sort of thing. Lonnie, what you were going to say something. Now, you, you just said, you know, it's a small, the, the KISS fans are a small niche of the music community. And we're a small niche of the KISS fans, even on top of that. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee, and here, there's probably people watching this show. They're like, oh, I didn't know there were creatures and leaks. Mm-hmm. I guarantee there's people, even 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 fans that are watching this show, who watch this show maybe every week, they go, oh, I missed out on that. I didn't know that. Uh, let, me, let me take a little quick poll. 
Well, will you guys be buying the 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 creatures box set? Say if they yes. have no no soundboards, but they do have the uh, unreleased stuff and demos and all the little extra stuff. Yes, sign me yeah. up. Yes, of course. And that's the thing too. I mean, that was one of the questions that was going to be brought up too. Is that if if these upcoming things have the soundboards on them, would you still buy them? <clears throat> of course you would. You would still buy them even if the ones that were leaked are on there. Because let yeah. me let me tell you something just really quickly here. As good as these things sound that we got, these leaks, when you take a soundboard like this and go to a big studio, whether it's Metalworks or you know the, the record plant or any of these places that are reputable big recording studios, and you go in and say, listen, we need these polished up for an upcoming box set you know what's going to happen? It's going to sound even better. You know, this is one thing I didn't understand about the Destroyer one. The, the, apparently the, you know, the the live performance that they chose from that was very questionable to say the least. But I'm sure it even sounded better than it did in its original form. And now imagine this. You get these soundboards. You go to a good studio. They put it on the system. They clean it up. They polish it up. You know, they even out the levels. You know, they don't make Paul's voice yeah, come it's... out like, yeah! like it doesn't like kill your ears when he comes in and everything is nice and leveled out you have a much better product so guess what those same recordings can be made to sound even better than they are now in the leaked form so of course guess what of course people are going to buy it because you know not only do i have this original raw version of it but now i can have a, an even better version of it in there as well and the same thing goes for video too i mean Look at Andrew, our friend who comes on here sometimes, who's who's done many uh, projects with video. We can see what somebody like Andrew can do with video, you know, and polish it up and make it look that much better. You know, imagine if they go to another reputable video place to get some of this stuff polished up. It could be made to look that much better. That's why I'm always so leery about these people who say, you know, this is going to affect business because it's not because even though these are leaks and they're fantastic quality, don't get me wrong, they, they can still be made into a more <clears throat> professional product for people who are going to be buying it. Am I, am I right or wrong? Lonnie? You're, yeah. oh, you're absolutely right. People are going to buy it. I mean, we're like, again, like my point, we're KISS fans and we're going to buy it. Um, and whether these leaks are on it or not, you know, I'm, it's not going to hinder me from buying it if I say, oh, it has the Rockford show on it. Oh, I have the Rockford show on. So I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. And mo most, and here, 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 on top of that, on top of that, <laughs> Kiss fans will buy multiple versions of the Creatures of the Night box set. Ken, how many copies of the Destroyer box set that came out last November do you own? I actually have two. <laughs> ah, I have, yeah. I have one that's sealed. Uh, but I do have the, and you know, they sold the the, the uh, vinyl the separate, vinyl. right? But then you have the colored. I have the colored vinyl. See. Separate too. So. They're hey, three. You know. So three. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, and, and it goes back to too. You know, if you go back to Kissology, I I had a number. Of, oh yeah. I had a number of bootlegs. The bootlegs were out there on VHS and stuff like that. And did that stop anybody from buying the Kissology? No, you know, because there's a good, enough good other stuff on that there to still purchase, you know. Kissology. Let's go back to that. Yeah, 
oh, it has it has Kobo Hall on it. Well, I have Kobo Hall. You know, oh, it has oh, it has Largo. Well, I have Largo. But you know what? But you know what? I bought it. And then you know what I did? I bought it again and again. And I bought three versions of because Kissology of the One, Kissology discs. Two, and Kissology Three. Because I have a big S on my forehead. I'm a big sucker because I am one of those guys that I will buy it if they put it out. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? You yeah. probably brought up an interesting point about that, because I know that many, many people bought multiple copies of the first one, second one, and third one, because oh, when yeah. you when you go to certain <laughs> stores, they had different bonus discs in them, right? Guilty. And I know some people were, you know, looking hunting for specific ones. Like I bought uh, the first one. I got the uh, '77 show from Madison Square Garden. That was the one that I got. And then for the uh, for the second one, I got the Budokan one as the bonus disc. And for the third one. I got the uh, Weenie Roast, the first show oh, the of the Roast, reunion. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I got. And I know there were other ones. I know that there was a first night, maybe the, I think it was the first night of Kobo Hall was a bonus one that was out as well. Yeah. I have all those shows, but guess what? I was hunting for them high and low as well. You know what I mean? Oh, shit, I got to have it on a proper DVD version. I got to go out. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember my girlfriend at the time, she was like, don't you have this already? I, don't we, I thought we had this on the shelf. Like, yeah, I know, don't but there's another show on there. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, she literally oh, yeah. put her head in her hands. And oh, like, yeah. What the hell? I had the same thing, Mark. Kissology 3 came out. I had just started dating this girl. It's not my wife. She didn't watch the show anyway. I had just started dating this girl. <laughs> I had just started dating this girl. And we go to Walmart. We buy Kissology 3. She's like, okay, whatever. He's, I, I, don't, I don't get it, but okay. And then we get in the car, and I drive to Target. And she's like, what are we doing? I go, I got to get. We walk in the store, and I pick it up. And she's like. We just bought that. I'm like, oh no, this has a different bonus disc on it. We yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she looked at me like, oh my god. <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah, and it's happened numerous times with me too. Like, as you guys know, you know, I collect vinyl a lot. I mean, the I think it probably drove her batty. How many times have we went to a record store, used record store, and she's like, rock and roll over. She goes, oh, I yeah. know this record so many, so well. I know this record so well, Mark. You have got to have at least eight copies of this. I go, actually, this is going to be 12 right here. <laughs> because I was going nuts. I was buying Germany, Greece, you know, U.S. ones. U.S. ones from 83. You know, the, the first copy, the first Canadian. She's like, why do you need this? And she, she really got upset once. She's like, okay, tell me the difference between these records. Are there different songs on them? No. Is the artwork different? No. Are you going to play why? this? No. And I go, probably, yeah. Now she asked me, she goes, are you going to be playing this? I go, well, maybe once. Once? Then why are you buying it? Can't you just put it on a cassette or something from the other copies? I go, well, you know, this one is a German one. So what? what is this? Are they singing in German? Impressive. I go, look no. At the, look at the S's. It has a yeah, blue, yeah. blue tear on the uh, on Paul's Yeah, and She's I showed that stuff, and she thinks, honestly, she thought I was losing my mind at one point. She's like, you're yeah. buying it because there's a blue tear on this. Really, like, she, she, she was like flabbergasted, absolutely flabbergasted at it. So, let that be a good sign for people out there who are wondering if people, if this thing is going to sell and if they're going to make any money of it. Because if if us three are anything to you know to be to be you know compared to other Kiss fans, if any of the other Kiss fans are anywhere near how we are. There's going to be no problem making money off of this deluxe box set because we're going to be buying it and buying. Look at Ken. He buys one and keeps one sealed. And I mean, I know a lot of people who do that, too. I know a guy who said, I bought two copies of Monster. One I keep sealed 
I want is my listening copy. I know people who buy my own records and do that. Yeah, Mark, I want to order two of your records. One I keep sealed, the other one I listen to. You know, it's it's not that's not a new phenomenon. Lots of people do that. And if you do that with Kiss stuff, I mean, that's got to be telling you something because these box sets can are, you know, they're not grossly expensive, but they're not cheap either. And if you're going to buy two of them, that's a commitment right there to be dropping that much money into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so let let's put it this way. So, let let's let's wrap up this discussion with this, just so that we're crystal clear on the topic, and that is, Ken, when this comes out, are you going to be buying it, regardless if these things are on, yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I'm gonna gonna be buying it. Absolutely. And, you know, and, 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 no we, and we we don't know everything that's going to be on. We have no idea no. what's going to be on it yet. But I could tell you, if it's anywhere close to you know, similar to the the, the Destroyer uh, box set, I, I'm definitely going to be buying it. There you go, Lonnie. Absolutely, absolutely, I'm going to be buying it. Whether whether these are on there, or you know, let's let's just let's just play hypothetical. Let's say these were intended to be on there, and they scrap it. You're not still gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a Kiss Creatures of the Night Deluxe. We've been wanting that for how long? Absolutely, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy the super deluxe version of it and piss off my wife that I'm buying a $300 version <laughs> of Creatures of the Night. And how many <laughs> other guys that are watching the show or that don't even watch the show are gonna do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you know that that's. The funny thing is, we, we we just mentioned earlier that, you know, we didn't even we were clamoring for this for so long before, you know. And I remember when we had when we talked about this episodes and episodes in the past, we were told that no, it's not going to happen. There's nothing really in the vaults and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. See, see, see what happens. See, we don't know everything, people. So, well, there, you know, an asylum box set, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Who knows? There's lots of things in the vaults as we learned. You know, over and the Mark, last couple of weeks. Mark, yeah. just to point out, like you said earlier, uh, they're gonna. It, to me, they should still, if they were gonna put it on there, one of these soundboards, or more, uh, they could. They should still put it on there. They're not. They're probably free anyway for the first, and it's still gonna entice more people out there. I would see even more people to to buy it in general. Um, plus, like you said, they're gonna clean it up. And, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it puts everything together. You're having everything together in one nice package, you know, and that's part of the draw, you know. Exactly. I mean, that, that's one thing that I know a lot of collectors like. You know, think about it. Some some collectors are have a little bit of OCD. They, they want things in certain places. They like to keep their things together. That's why these deluxe box sets are so, you know, alluring to people, you know, mm-hmm. where they can just go to one thing have you know the original version of the record maybe a remix of the record here are the bonus and rarities disc here's the demos disc here's the soundboards that were redone and fixed up this you know look people if you present it and package it good they're gonna buy it look, right look at this this is another little thing i just made me think of kiss's own website or youtube channel has the destroyer box set out there all the music is out there uh, on there they're displaying it how how worried are they about it selling the box set if they put all that music out there it's a box set the allure is the box 
the physical copy. And the little extras that you get. And the little extras and all the little goodies. Why? Because we're KISS fans and we want extras and we want little goodies. The allure is the box. We have the music. We have most of the music. Most of that most of the stuff that was on the Destroyer box set, the monos and, and things like that and you know, the the Detroit Rock City, the early working version of it and you know the the, the, the version of Paul Stanley singing God of Thunder. Well, wow, gee whiz, we got that in 2001 yeah. on the box, on the original box set. That mm-hmm. wasn't some kind of like mind-blowing thing. Well, there's some cool things on there that, that we didn't have, sure. But the big allure is the box and the booklet and, and everything else that goes along with it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because I have Creatures it. of the Night. I have multiple copies of Creatures of the Night. The allure is the box. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because the the audio and all that, yeah, you can find on the net, but you can't as easily find like you know, like a like a like a like a program that they replicated, or some of these ticket stubs and this all these other things that are in the box that are there. That's not as easy to find. So that's part of the charm, right? Yeah, and any music that's on there, well, guess what? It's going to be on the internet. The like Ken said, it's going to be if you want the music that's on there, well, you can find you someone can that's going to rip you the music that's on there. Yeah. The next day. Or before it's even out. <laughs> the lore is the box. Exactly. The tangible stuff. So I think that stuff. we've covered this topic. Yeah, I think we've very, very, <laughs> we, we very clearly went through this. So before we wrap up, let's go through a couple of things from the board, uh, a couple of topics, and then we'll call it a, I'll call it a wrap. Uh, okay, so one thing that was on here that was interesting, uh, and I found this topic interesting mainly because of the fact that I've rarely heard anybody say this before and that is kiss alive 2 side 4 is the worst of the 70s now for whenever i heard people talk about kiss alive 2 i've only ever heard people praising side 4 saying wow you know i love side 4 the studio tracks are worth getting the album for you know sure there's people who love the live performances as well right but you know i've always thought that those songs were pretty pretty interesting they sounded pretty good, and they were some, uh, you know, songs that I thought I was surprised they didn't play live. Even like, like I mean, Rocket Ride, for example, that that to me was kind of yeah, shocking yeah. that they never played that song live. I mean, I thought it was such a great song. I mean, the the, the person here who put the topic up, uh, Spoonful, is the character's name. But apart from Paul's '78 solo record, of course, so he, he doesn't think like Paul's '78 album is good either, which is <laughs> sort of shocking as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said here, I just listened to it again today, and it's all shit except Rocket Ride. American Man is a phoned-in song, and American Patriotism is cringe. Uh, Rockin' in the USA, same as above, but worse. Gene doing a tour of the world is just weird. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, larger than life, the best of the bad bunch, but still lackluster overall. Uh, Rocket Ride, exemplary classic. Ace was the best member of KISS during this period in any way you want it. The original was better. The KISS version it was bland by comparison. So I'm curious. Let's go around and get your opinions on this, Lonnie. Well, the any way you want it, I'm not a big fan of the any way you want it. I kind of throw that out when I when I think about Kiss Alive Four. Mm-hmm. That was kind of phoned in. I think they had other aspirations. They were they wanted to do an Elvis song, but Elvis had just died. I think, and mm-hmm. um, we've all heard that story that they kind of like yeah, they kind of backed off that. But um, All American Man and Larger Than Life and Rockin' in the USA and Rocket Ride, those are great songs. Um, Rock, Rocket Ride is absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and 
you know, I, to echo what Mark said, it's it's a real shame the band never played it in in 77, 78, and it's an even bigger shame they didn't they never even attempted it on the reunion tour, um, reunion Psycho Circus or Farewell tour. They never even attempted that song. I thought that was a, a real missed opportunity because a lot a lot of people know that song because how many people that were going to those shows in the late 90s have a live too? People know that yeah. song. So I thought that was a real a real shame that they didn't even like just throw that out there for fun. Um, but no, I, 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 I there's there's worse stuff out there um, <laughs> from the '70s than side four of Alive too. I mean, there there's plenty of songs on Love Gun that don't stand up to side four of Alive too, in my opinion. Um, I think there's some songs on Love Gun that are kind of they they they're fooled themselves by Love Gun. Like I think, like, you think love you think it's better like these are better like the love for sale and things like that love for sale is a good song but i think these songs are better than that mm -hmm. and mm. you know and and, and and there's others too I, I you know tomorrow and tonight it's fine song but i think these songs are better than like tomorrow and tonight um and, and, and i can pick others and, and and it's better than all the stuff on dynasty but you know a decent amount of stuff on dynasty too and, and i like dynasty but I think these songs are good i don't think it's the worst by any stretch yeah, Ken. What what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's just because I think a lot of people think Alive Two Side Four was an afterthought kind of thing because it didn't you know appear on the regular Kiss album kind of thing. Um, but most Kiss albums have you know, uh, you know three strong songs on a side, and there's a couple maybe you know iffies on, on a specific side of this or that. Uh, album in the 70s so you know all american man and larger than life those are great songs rocket ride another great song so there's, there's three right there <laughs> i mean and uh you know any way you want it is just you know yeah it's a cover of the dave dave clark five song with uh, i don't know why they picked that one and i don't remember why um but yeah that was kind of like like i said a throwaway and then uh rocking in the usa it's you know one of the cheesy type gene songs that you know he he does so it, it's no different uh those those are really those would have at least those three first three songs i mentioned would have definitely worked like been great on any kiss album or the you know they could have put it them on dynasty or something like that that would have been fantastic i would have went wow the, you know that would have been great if they held those over or I guess probably what would have happened is Ace would have held off Rocket Ride for a solo album or something like that, mm -hmm. you know. So anyway, yeah. yeah, it's no different. Really no different. Yeah, I mean, honestly, All American Man, I thought, is a pretty cool song. I mean, you know, it's yeah. it has a cool riff to it, to some cool double leads in the beginning of it and stuff like that. And I mean, Larger Than Life, I always thought that was a pretty powerful Gene song. I've always thought that I, I loved that the drumming in it is really bombastic. You know, what what can you say about Rocket Ride? That's a that's Ace Freely, hmm. you know, right there, like top to bottom, the phaser sound effect on the guitar. It's it's yeah. as soon as I heard, it, I knew you know what's an Ace song, you know, and yeah, okay, Rocket in the USA might have a little bit of cheese to it, but you got to remember too, you're talking about a guy who loves the USA, who came to this country, who came to that country, yeah. and you know had nothing but good things to say about it, and even put it into words into a song. So I mean, you know. 
is that so wrong? I don't think so. Maybe it could have, you know, maybe better music to it. But I think that the message was is genuine. Timestamp those two songs a little bit, too. Uh, you're coming off of the Bicentennial in 1976. Patriotism's at a very all, maybe not an all-time high. I mean, it's not like it's the day after 9-11, but patriotism is really, really high if you think about that. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the tour they did in 76, they called the Spirit of 76 tour. You know, they have an American flag behind them. Patriotism was at an all-time high at that point in time. So you have to think about the timestamp um, of those songs as well. Yeah. That's a Good really, point. really, really excellent point, actually, Lonnie. Uh, you know, because look at the posters, too. They had that Spirit of a 76 poster they did. There's a lot of stuff that they had that was pro-America, and they were proud to be Americans, and as they should be, right? So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, th- there's there's much worse than that. Now, uh, I don't know if any of you guys had a topic that you wanted to discuss, or I have another one, but you go if you have Lonnie, if you have one, just um, go. That was that was that was one of my big ones. Um, I like that about the uh, side two. I mean, side mm-hmm. four of a live two. Um, I have another one if you if you're. No, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Throw one out there. So this this is another one that I think that'd be interesting to discuss. Uh, um, was there was a good topic about the best ballad that Kiss did in the '80s, and they listed Please. Shandy, Odyssey, <laughs> A World Without Heroes, I Still Love You, Reason to Live, and Forever. They, those are the songs that they listed for the '80s. Uh, Shandy was '81. Odyssey, sorry, uh, Odyssey was 81, uh, World Without Heroes 81, I Still Love You 82, Reason to Live 87, uh, and Forever 89. Uh, so for me personally, if I had to just look at those songs in them and just pick pick it out of those ones, uh, I think that honestly the one that's always been a favorite of mine is Forever. I've always loved that song. I thought it was well done. I mean, I remember the first time I heard that Michael Bolton wrote it with him. I was kind of like, really, Mike? That Michael Bolton, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't make me like it any less. And plus, I thought the video was kind of cool. How it was kind of that sepia tone film that they did. Yeah. Uh, and I always liked it. And I thought that it was it came across good live on the live three when they played it. Uh, so I, I always liked Forever as a, one of their ballads. And I, if, if I had to pick it out of those six, I think that I would probably uh, pick that. What about you guys? Let's go with uh, let's go with Lonnie. What do you think? Um, I like Forever. Forever's up there, you know. And I, and I think a lot, a lot of Kiss fans really um, like Forever. You, you you see videos and things like that, like like big Kiss fans get married and like they use Forever mm-hmm. as like their first dance song and things like that. It it works very well for that. Um, and and it's a shame the band really hasn't played that live. Um, it's it's one of their bigger hits. It's, it's mm-hmm. a shame that it really hasn't um, sustained a lot of, of live treatment. But for me, it's I still love you. I really like I still love you, um, especially when especially when they play it live. I think it really came off well in um, in Unplugged, and then Paul did it um, on the Live to Win tour, and it sounds really really good um, on that DVD. That they did from Chicago on, the, on that Live to Win tour sounds really, really great too. And I think, and I think it's something. And, and Forever is good too. I mean, for, I, I still love you's great too because I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to. And, and being in that kind of a, a heartbreak type situation, it's something that a lot of people can, can you know, look back and like, oh yeah, that, you know, like the, the emotion of that song is really, I think, comes through. Um, so for, for me, it's that I, I still love you is, is 
um, just just barely niches out forever. Ken, what do you think? What do you think from those songs would be your top pick? Yeah, I mean, um, you mean Burn, Bitch, Burn is in the... Why? <laughs> no, I'm joking. We've all been there. <laughs> That's a great ballad, yeah. I don't know, I guess not. Um, the, uh, you know, I think of another one as a power ballad that's off the, not on the list that I would put down. Um, I would I would say a million to one um, for me is kind of a power ballad, and I, I kind of rank it like that. I mean, it's not as ballady as some you know other stuff, uh, mellow as like forever. Forever though is a top one, another top I would pick. Um, but I just think a million to one. I'm just gonna pick that, even though it's not on the list. Otherwise, I probably would have picked something like Forever. Uh, Good choice, Ken. Because it's it's a that's also just a just a well written song and performed. That's probably the best sounding song on Hot in the Shade because most of that stuff on Hot in the Shade didn't sound that great. I think that one was produced better and more effort into to making that one a a good song and a hit. So. But yeah, I'm gonna say a million to one. I'm just gonna insert uh, my own in there. Yeah, hey, that's, that's that that totally makes sense to me. Uh, I'm gonna ask you guys one last question, and then we'll wrap it up from there. And it's not on the message board, but since we're talking about the '80s, I am curious about this. From the '80s discography, hmm. what is your favorite album cover from the '80s? So oh, we got Unmasked, from the '80s, uh, Al- Elder. Uh, creatures of the night lick it up you know you got uh animalize you got you know asylum you got crazy nights should be you easy got, and uh and you got you know uh, hot in the shade what what from those ones and, and you know that's the thing it, it can be for personal reasons that you like certain things that's it may not be an obvious one i mean i'm curious what is your favorite album cover of the 80s let's go to ken first <laughs> okay it's kind of that's after thinking about it uh this short you know minute here uh i i think it's pretty easy for me um and it's the album that we talked about for most of this episode and I, i'm gonna say creatures of the night i mean that's just a, a fantastic cover uh on a fantastic album it was just like the perfect whoever came up with that concept was you know it's just brilliant i don't know it was dennis wallach or whatever um, but uh, it, it was just a great, great concept uh, for the cover um, because a lot of the other covers, they really struck out in the 80s on most of the covers as compared to the 70s, right? Um, you know, with like Asylum to me, it was kind of a strikeout. And, I mean, well, you know, animalized. It's like, let's just throw some car- carpet you know skins animal skins on the floor and take a picture of it i mean what the hell is that talk about talk about really you know (laughs) lack of effort there i mean give me a break so yeah i'm gonna go with creatures of the night lonnie what about you yeah it's creatures and i i I really don't have to give it a whole whole lot of thought i mean because there's some bad covers in the 80s like ken said you know um just you started off with with unmasked and the elder yeah, you know, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty bad getting started. And, you know, but but and then by the time creatures come out, like, oh look, there, there, for 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 a band that has such an iconic look, 
book. Let's, let's put a door on the album cover. Let's put a comic book <laughs> a hand. on the album cover with a hand. Appreciate that. Know, or a comic book with a guy saying, I still say they stink. What? So, um, they come back after some crappy album covers with that. They look really menacing and, and just, just, they just, they, it's kids. They look, they look cool. And, and then there's Eric Carr right there on the album cover. You know, I thought that was really cool. You know, and, and look it up's cool for what for what it is. You know, look look it up is cool. Like you know, here like here we are, white background, just us. Simple. You know, yeah. here, here here we are without the makeup. But look it up would probably be my second favorite. But 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 they really really got it right with that creature's cover. Yeah, I have to agree that that's still my favorite uh, cover that I've ever seen from them from the '80s. I mean, when they redid the '80s one, did that alternate cover? I I thought that was sort of a <laughs> not, yeah. a good, not a good thing that they a did. Good idea. Uh, but I think, that, like these guys said, it, it it definitely emits a vibe, uh, you know, and it definitely has a cool look to it, you know. More than anything else, I think when you hear the title "Creatures of the Night," you know, it it really gives it that dark aura to it, you know. So I think that's a fantastic cover. Me personally, though, I would have loved for "Lick It Up," for example. What I thought would have been a better thing to have done for the cover while i think it's still cool i think that the you know how they did uh look it up the video how they were walking down that street and how they were dressed down that kind of street i think they should have just took a picture of them walking side by side down the street in that in those costumes in that sort of situation that kind of you know scenario that they were in the video and use that as the cover i thought that Mm -hmm. would have been a little bit more impactful a little bit more kiss like because they were in you know not costumes but in some sort of kind of regalia that looked more like a kiss thing than wearing you know a, a dress shirt and stuff like that right <laughs> but you know in any case i i think that creatures is still hands down the winner you know as much as yeah. i love asylum and it's my favorite you know non-makeup album that that was a missed opportunity there as well right yeah so, oh yeah <laughs> yeah okay well I think that's it for this episode. Before we go, uh, don't forget to, uh, you know, leave your comments. I mean, we've been enjoying reading your comments. And if you leave yours uh, in the comment section, then maybe next week we'll read yours online. Uh, and don't forget, you know, leave your comments about what we talked about. Do you think that we're correct about our long discussion about the leaks? Do you think that it's going to impact the business? Do you think that you know, it'll affect people buying it. Will you buy it? You know, leave your comments below and uh, we're going to be very curious to read about it. And even leave your comments about the other topics we talked about. You know, it's a side four discussion, the 80 singles and even the album covers here. What are your thoughts on that? And uh, I'm sure next week we'll be back with more exciting news and more exciting things to talk about. And for you people in Australia, I hope that the KISS tour goes well and uh, you guys have a great time out there. So until next time, uh, on behalf of myself, Mark Anthony K, Lonnie, and Ken, we hope you had a great time watching the show, and we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. I'll be buying creatures. <laughs> Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.